This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberly Lavelle, and this episode is IEP Tips, IEP versus 504. So this week, we are talking about that difference between IEP and a 504. Disclaimer to start with, I'm not an attorney. This is not legal advice. Every district implements 504s and IEPs a little bit differently. Every state has different laws around a lot of this stuff. So refer to your local legal guidelines to see how things are different where you are. This is as based on my experience, my knowledge, and some generals to help you kind of wrap your head around IP 504. So a lot of schools, um, well, all schools, let's start with that. All schools, all public schools in the United States have to offer IEPs and Section 504 plans. So an IEP was part of IDA, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. It's a way to make sure kids get an individualized education program, that things are individualized for their specific needs based on the 13 qualifying disabilities. A Section 504 plan comes from the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, and there were guidelines in there to protect among other things, a child's education. In general, a big difference between the two plans is the amount of support provided. So qualifying for an IEP, you have to have one of those 13 qualifying disabilities. A Section 504 plan, it has to do with medical disabilities, things that are medically related So not everyone who had an IEP would then potentially be eligible for a 504 plan, but there is a lot of overlap in the people who are eligible. And for kids, like the kids with ADHD, sometimes they qualify for an IEP under OHI, other health impairment. Sometimes they're better served on a section 504 plan because they can, they're at grade level, above grade level and everything. They can do all of the assignments. They can learn everything the teacher is saying, but they need to make sure they have time to wiggle. They need to make sure they are able to take a break. They might have difficulty with managing emotions and need to be able to step out of the room to calm themselves down at times, whatever it is, a list of accommodations. They might need things written down for them. So they might have just like a whole bunch of accommodations that they need to be successful and not require any direct services to help them understand the content. Like the understand the content, not a problem. They've got it. Other kids with ADHD cannot understand the content in the general ed environment because it's going too fast. It's going too slow. They're getting too distracted. They need someone in a small group to sit with them and make sure they're understanding it to actually access that curriculum. Different kids, different issues, right? So qualifying for those services for those plans can look different. So if you might qualify for an IEP, you might qualify for a 504. A lot of kids will qualify for both at the same time and only get one, usually the IEP, because it's more, it provides more in general, more supports. So they both provide accommodations, intensive accommodations, make sure they're explicit and specific and all of those things we've talked about. If you even, so if you're looking at a 504 for your child, 
go back and listen to that episode on accommodations on an IEP. It's all the same. Same thing applies. It should be individualized. It should be specific. It should be crystal clear, like a Rembrandt, not a Monet. Love a Monet. It's not what an IEP should look like, though. Or a 504. So we need accommodations that are really specific to each child, really clear on when it's happening, when it's taking place, what it looks like, all of the parameters. There should be no gray fuzzy areas around what this accommodation actually looks like when it's put into practice. Services. There are some places where certain services are put onto a Section 504 plan. I don't wanna to go too much into the difference in general, most services are only provided on an IEP. So if, you, if your child needs direct, intensive, individualized instruction from a special education teacher or special academic instructor or education specialist or whatever name you want to give us, if your child needs that, usually they need to be on an IEP. Um, if they need speech-language pathologist, need to be on an IEP. If they need occupational therapy, they usually need to be on an IEP. Sometimes places will qualify that into a 504. So you can talk to the district if they're suggesting a 504. You can ask if there's any services that would be provided with that because you're worried about your child's need for OT or whatever it is. So it may or may not be available. Then the question is, which is better for my kid? And sometimes I see this posted very generally and most people will jump in and be like, IEP, IEP, IEP. Yes, and maybe not. They're, for most kids, they're gonna get a lot more support with an IEP and therefore it's better for them. For some kids, it's way more than they need. They don't really need, you know, they're already at grade level and everything. They don't really have any big areas of struggle. They don't need goals because their goals are the same as every gen ed kid's goals in terms of accessing and completing the general education curriculum. They're at grade level. But they need some accommodations so that they can be successful. They need, you know, getting away from the ADHD option. Your kid is just in a wheelchair. They just need access to certain things. They need things provided for them. They need PE done a certain way, just some accommodations so that they can be successful in school, right? They don't need to get pulled out for special instruction. They don't need an IEP. So you have to decide which is better for your kid based on the information we're going over today and what it looks like specifically in your area because it does vary drastically. Um, oh, that one is kind of the same thing that IEPs. So your takeaway for today, for most kids, an IEP offers more support and protection than a 504, but both can help your child. They both can provide a lot of support and service. For some kids, the Section 504 is perfect. For a lot of kids, an IEP is what is necessary. In case it helps, um, in it also varies so much by school, but in most schools I've seen, there are m far more kids on IEPs than on Section 504 plans. And part of that is because at the point where they start needing help, 
they also start needing services. So it's not just they need accommodations, they also need services. The other thing that happens a lot is accommodations are just kind of put into place informally and never put onto a 504. So it's happening without the actual plan in place, which is not ideal because you want your kid to have the same thing when they go to a different school or a different teacher or whatever. You want those protections in place, but it happens a lot of the time anyway. <sighs> Send me your questions, your concerns, anything you want me to look at. If you want me to go over, you know, an educational evaluation and you're telling me they're recommending a 504, you want my thoughts, opinions, send it to me. Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I also love stories. Again, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And I will see you again next week when we're going to have a fun interview. Bye.